The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Best bits of the week, and we've got them for you. Best bits of the week with Morgan number two. It is question time. Welcome to Best Bits Part 3. This is where we do a listener Q&A. You all submitted a whole bunch of questions for Abby, myself, for both of us. And now it's time for us to answer them. Oh, Abby, are you ready? <laughs> I think I'm so ready. I feel like you're in the hot seat a little bit. I know. I feel like I am too. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we do have questions and we're just going to dive right on in. All right. The most asked, which is so interesting. Do you and I hang out outside of the show? <laughs> yeah. And yes, we do. I feel like you and I are the two that typically go that go to all the concerts. Mm-hmm. So we always see each other at all the concerts. Yes. And you've been over to my house. Right. Like you've hung out <laughs> with us for girls nights and stuff. Though recently, I really haven't been doing much. I feel like I've been really lame. But I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I haven't either. <laughs> so I was going to say, why. I haven't like had like a night over at the house in a hot minute, which might happen after mm-hmm. like the holiday weekend. I'm like, I need to make that happen. Which you're really good about that is having people over at your house. I don't know why I'm just like not. That do, you not never... do you like hosting or no? I guess my house, I feel like is really small. Okay. Like, I feel like yours is a little roomier and easier for, like, crowds to gather or, like, friends to gather. Mine just seems really, like, cluttered and small. So everybody so, would be, like, cuddling with each other. Yeah, I guess we could do <laughs> yeah, <laughs> have we a giant do that. cuddle party. You know, yeah. I do. what I really want to do is have a giant sleepover. That'd be so fun. Like, basically, like, we used to do as kids, but, yes. like, a full-blown sleepover. Uh-huh. I feel like it'd be so much fun. Did you still do that in high school? Yeah, I still, I still that, like, like stay with my friends. It wasn't, like... The same, like when you were in middle school and it's like, oh my God, sleepover and there's snacks everywhere. And <laughs> yeah. like you had your sleeping bags. Like in high school, I'd like sleep in the beds with my girlfriends and yes. it wouldn't be like a big party. It'd just be like three of us or something. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of similar for well, you? Well, my friend, we always watched Bring It On. Like that was our thing. Bring you know, It On? Yes. Yeah, like that was the movie we always watched. And then it would be in her basement and there would be like seven of us and it was like a sleepover. <laughs> That's amazing. Like the couch, she had like a bed down there. It was like. Yeah. You know, I so know fun. the reason why we don't do adult sleepovers because like everybody got responsibilities and pets and, <laughs> and kids and things. But I really wish we didn't like stop doing it. I, I know. Sleepovers. We should bring it back. Bring I think we back. should. Maybe yeah. that's what happens is I'm going to have a hangout with everybody and then girl time. Everybody stays over. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. I like that. Then we can hang out. Yeah. Outside of work. <laughs> and we, but to answer that question, yes. we do. Mm-hmm. It's just not as frequent as I think anybody would like to. It's just. That's not, uh, it's not because we don't want to. Right. And especially on weeknights, like that's hard too, to do anything on like a, oh week, my goodness. a work night, I, yeah, school, school night. night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard because you're so tired and it's hard to enjoy it in the moment because you're like, oh my gosh, I still have to do this and this and I have to get up early. So yeah. And you always want to do something on a Friday or Saturday, but then you're also like, I also want to do nothing because I did stuff all week. Right. <laughs> it, yeah. It's a hard dilemma. Yes. But we will is. make it happen. And yes, we do hang out. Do we also hang out? With Lunchbox. I don't know that I like full on hang out with him outside of the show, but like we've gone to lunches and stuff. Yeah. And I don't really hang out with him outside <laughs> You're of like, the show. No, no, no. I mean, that's not a thing unless it has to do with work. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say like work events and stuff we've seen him at, but never yeah. like 
full blown like, hey, let's go grab dinner. I mean, he's busy with all his his children or sleeping. So, yeah, (laughs) that too. That too. And mostly taking naps, (laughs) you know, and speaking of lunchbox, uh, a big asked question was, do you get along with lunchbox off the show? I wouldn't say we don't get along, but he, I mean, he definitely does not compliment my singing. Like everything he says on air, he's not like, I'm just kidding. Like, you're great. He never does that. (laughs) He was like, come off after. He's like, oh, you're actually really good. Sorry, I just had to say that. He's literally never said that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just waiting for that moment. But no, I mean, like in between commercials and stuff, I'm answering the phone. And he like stands behind me and tries to distract me usually a lot of the time <laughs> or he like reads my screen. I'm like, get away. <laughs> I feel like so. he's such a jokester. Like, yes. so much of his personality. Is he like super mean in person? Would he probably say that to Abby's face? Like off the air? I don't know. Yeah, no. But he's still obnoxious yes. and he's still really loud. Oh, yeah. He is very. But like, I don't think he'd walk up to you while you're on the phone and be like, you suck at singing. <laughs> I think it's like is his opinion but he shares it because he's talks about it on the show. Right. Like he wants to make it known yeah. <laughs> to the world. But yeah, to me, he doesn't come up and he's not like mean. He's not insulting me. you face to face. It's like right. a, it's like a back <laughs> behind your back kind of yeah. situation, but on the air. Yes. But I have to say, like when I'm on the phone, I'm always paranoid that because he just, you know, he does his prankster stuff mm-hmm. and he likes to scare me and get it on video or all this stuff. And so I'm like, whenever I see anyone in the corner of my eye, I jump and they're like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, Lunchbox has done this to me. You know, I've been trying to plot a prank against this man ever since. So we did a video together and he threw an egg in my mouth. I remember this. Uh huh. And I've been trying to like plot a really good like prank. And I just honestly, it's kind of like gone to the side. But maybe we need to go in on this together and plan one. And I want it to involve snakes because he is terrified of snakes. That's so mean. That's so mean, but I love it. (laughs) But I want to do it because it would be hilarious and we would capture it on video. Can you imagine Mm -hmm. that? Like, do you think he'd actually be mad though? Because he's that scared of them. I know, but listen, like, he cracked a full raw egg in my mouth. So, did Did that hurt, by the way? Because it was supposed to be marshmallows, right? Yeah. You thought it was the big marshmallows. And yes, it did hurt my teeth. But, like, it didn't break them, thankfully. But, luck, I mean, yeah, thankfully. Uh huh. So I think we should get him back. I do like that, but I'm terrified of snakes too. (laughs) Well, but yeah, that's why we use a rubber one. We just have to place it in the right situation. Hilarious. Okay. I love it. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. So we got a a prank in the works. Nobody tell him. Yeah. Don't some. Yeah. Don't tell him, please. We're we're just showing you behind the scenes, but don't go tell him. Let us have our moment. Yeah. (laughs) This will happen. Now that we've got two of us, I think we can make it happen. I do too. Okay. Speaking of the show, there was a question like, what are some pros and cons about answering phone calls for the Bobby Bone Show? So a lot of the pros, I mean, people love the show and they always want to like talk to Bobby and they say how much like the show has changed their life, which I think is amazing and crazy. And they're like, I remember listening, you know, for 10 years or I remember I was in this place when I first heard him. And like, it's crazy to think about how the show actually has touched so many people. Like we, you know, don't really see that side, I guess. I mean, I we know, but we forget we're talking to millions of people that it really does like everything we say affects them. So like, I love all that part, you know, like um, people call in and tell me something good and like good stories to share. Um, I guess just all of the good bits that I've been able to be a part of, you know, like when we give away things or like the little girl that called in that um, wanted Jason Aldean to sing in her talent show, you know? Yeah. And like just stuff like that, how it comes to be. I just, I love trying to make stuff like that happen. Um, I guess the cons would be people complaining mm-hmm. um, and asking a lot of questions that I really I don't know the answer to. That's the hard part is because, I mean, it the phone is like Bobby's book, his tour, you know, like everything. And so a lot of people try to ask for tickets and that's really hard because I'm someone that I want to like help give away everything, but I'm like, I can't. Yeah. Or they want to talk to him and they want like – to for him to call them back and I'm like he he doesn't have time like that it just doesn't work that way (laughs) like I give him the message when people call in and stuff but like he doesn't have time to call people back and yeah they could and he's like well I just really want to talk to him and it just really has to do has to do with what we're talking about on air you know when they call in so if you could say like advice for people who are calling in and they get a chance to talk to Bobby like what is tips you'd say for them to like get through you and talk to Bobby? Yeah. So the best ones, advice is always really fun. 
you know, they're like, oh, this is happening in my life. My boyfriend is doing this. Like, what do you think about it? Um, stuff like that. Um, have a really clear voice, you know, be enthusiastic. Sometimes, you know, they, they sound really bored and I'm like, but you gotta, ha- you know, let's have some energy. Yeah. <laughs> so be like energetic. Um, yeah. Like I said, advice, if they can, if they have a really good story like that, this guy called in that won like $5 million. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's awesome. Talking to a millionaire. Yeah. Like, so like unique I'm gonna stories are always really cool when they come through. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like just kind of stuff like that. Just off the wall. And not on speakerphone. Yeah, not on. Sp- I always ask them. Like, <laughs> please take us off speakerphone. It's really funny. A lot of the time, it sounds like they're going through a wind tunnel. They have five kids in the car. Mm. Like, I, I hear horns, and I'm like, where are you? It's like, really are you funny. okay? Yes. Like, I'm very impressed that they can be on the phone right now and doing everything they're doing because <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. But yeah, basically, just like anything interesting, um, any stories that tell me something good. Okay. It's fun. Well, there you go. You got pro tips from the phone screener herself. Yes. I wish I could put everybody through. That's why it's really hard. And the phone really is always ringing. Like you look at, we have five lines and it's constant. Always full. So like that busy thing isn't because the phone is off the hook. It's because there's actually people calling in. (laughs) Right. And a lot of times they want to talk for a long time. And I'm like, I really only, like I have about 30 seconds and then I have to be like, okay. So that's the other thing too. Like be just concise and like get to it. Yeah. You know? I totally get it. Okay. So, yeah. Well, that's awesome. That was a lot. But. What about, well, high schools, we went to Wichita, and did we know each other before the show? No, which is crazy. I know. Because we were on the opposite sides of Wichita. Yep. So, I went to Mays, the whole Mays school district, my entire, like, college career. And where'd you go? Independent. Mm-hmm. So, so, we were like, very different yes. school systems. <laughs> yeah. And very different sides of town. I and was I, west side. Right. And I was east. And mm-hmm. we're like, Wichita, it's kind of like a, ew, you're west side? No. We hey, don't venture. Same. You know what? Y'all are too bougie in, on the east side, okay? We're just like normal folk on the west side. <laughs> Not true. <laughs> no, it is funny. Oh, it's like we have this ongoing, it's like a rivalry. Uh-huh. It and is. But, and, and it is. People think Wichita is a really small town. And it is if you know people and the circles start to blend. But like, yeah. Abby and I didn't have any similar circles at all to have that blend. We may have run into each other and we just don't know it, but mm-hmm. we never like full on met each other before the show. Right. It's crazy. I know. Isn't that weird? And they, you know, speaking of rivalries, somebody asked if we make bets when the Jayhawks and Wildcats play. <laughs> we don't. We don't. Mm-mm. You're not that like intense. I'm not. No, right? I just, like, I'm just not a crazy sports fan in general. Mm-hmm. I, I love watching the Wildcats win and I'll like, <laughs> I'll get really into it when things are happening. And I'll watch things, but I'm not somebody who, like, makes bets or, like... I'm not either. I really just don't like making bets because I lose. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm just, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, that that puts a lot of energy in it for me, and I don't really want to have so much energy and then, like, be disappointed. So yes, why would I set myself up for that? Though, we should start watching those games together, though. That we would should. be fun. Oh, that would be. Mm-hmm. I know. But Lunchbox is not invited. No, no, but no, he's on my team though, so that'd be cool. Okay, yeah, no, he's not, that's why I said he's not invited. Not, <laughs> even, like the, not even for you, he's just not invited because of me. That's like the one thing that we see eye to eye on, you mm-hmm. know. Like he comes in with a KU shirt, I'm like, rock chalk. He's just like, rock chalk. I'm like, okay, <laughs> it's like regretfully, you guys yeah. are on the same team. There are, we have three Jayhawks on our whole like show, and then there's just me, the one little purple wildcat chilling here. And it's funny because you don't really wear K State stuff Mm-mm. really, and the other guys, I mean, they wear it like every day. Oh my gosh. You know what I should do is I should just start rocking K-State stuff like every day. But I do love the color purple. So I do wear purple a lot. It's just not like, I'm just not like a sports and like massive (laughs) fan in general. So like, I just don't have a lot of sports gear, but I do wear purple a lot. And, but when you're wearing it too, they're, you're expected to know something about your team. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're wearing like K-State stuff, they're going to be like, oh, who's your favorite player? And you're like, uh. <laughs> and I do know my favorite player when yeah. I was in college. <laughs> exactly. But like right now, I, I kind of know some teams. I don't even like follow the social accounts. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. But I love them. Like if somebody was like, I'm going to fly you to a K-State game, I'd be like, let's go. That'd be so fun. Yeah. Yes. See? Like that's the stuff I miss. I will say though, I, before I went to K-State though, I was a Jayhawk fan. What? My, really? well, I had a good friend who always, we always went to Allen Fieldhouse to watch the basketball games. Mm-hmm. So I, and I like loved basketball. I played basketball. So like knowing that, you know, KU and the whole Fieldhouse situation was like really the start of basketball, like yeah. has a lot of history in the start of basketball was really cool. So I did like him then, but man, as soon as I started to grow up and I like was like, no, 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 I'm a K-Stater. And then I went to K-State. I was like, yep, nope. Gotta let that go. Hold on. So, wait, can you say that Allen Fieldhouse is, like, the best place to watch basketball? Oh, it's so awesome. 
It is. I, I can't because I'm a wildcat, <laughs> but I will say it is a really amazing experience. Okay. And if you get a chance and you love basketball, like it's just full of a lot of history. Uh-huh. And it's really cool to do stuff there. So, yes, I, remember, I will agree to that. Okay, good. But I, I won't that. say it's the best. <laughs> oh, remember you gave me that um, Jayhawk, you got my name for Christmas and you gave me the KU like bomber jacket. Yeah. I still have it. You so wear thank it? you. Do you wear it to basketball games? Yes. I love it. But I was like, that was probably hard for you to buy. It was hard for me to buy. But again, at the same time, it wasn't. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm supporting you, not really supporting the team. That's true. So that, thank you. That's what it was. <laughs> okay. What is a dream trip or vacation for us? Oh, dang. A dream trip. I think mine would be anything international. I've been really focused on seeing all the states. Mm-hmm. I'd love to go international and do some crazy activity, like scuba dive the Great Barrier Reef or go on an African safari, something like that. Yeah. I want to do a cruise. <laughs> we, we keep talking about cruises. I would love for the Bobby Bone Show cruise to happen because I'm telling you, cruises are so much fun. Yes, I know. Have I'd, you been on one? Yeah. Okay. I went on an Alaskan one and then one. Same. Really? Yes. Yeah, those are amazing okay what was your excursions you did on the alaskan cruise okay so one time we landed on the glacier same from a helicopter yeah Yeah. Uh so cool that was like my favorite were you like i like i remember seeing like the little holes in the glacier i was like this is where i die no yes because i went with my grandpa i was like 14 and he was like get away from that because it was like he we could have fit in it yeah and if you fall in it like you're not coming back nobody's gonna rescue you absolutely not it's like a slide Uh into i don't even know where to the unknown as frozen says (laughs) that's so scary yes but it was awesome so there was that Mm -hmm. and then we landed a plane on the water okay that's that's cool like a seaplane yes yeah yeah that's awesome those were i think the two major ones because those are pretty major (laughs) helicopter and a plane yeah and then we just kind of walked around i know we did like juno sitka what's the other one what's do you know the third i think those are some of the shoes the some of the ones we did too were you on royal caribbean or the princess, princess, princess. Yep, that's what we did. What? That's crazy. Major a lot because you really go to the a major Alaskan cities, which is also cool to do. Uh, Ketchikan, that Ketchikan, was one. That was it. Yes, or Anchorage. I think we flew into Anchorage though. Okay, and then we did hit Juneau, Ketchikan, and Sitka. It was amazing. Sitka. Yeah, like I'm probably I am probably butchering all those names. Maybe. <laughs> I'm not even going to pretend that I know them. I just kept going. I'm like, because I can't really correct you. I'm like, is it catch a can? I don't know. Yeah. But yes. Um, and then I went through Mexico or did a Mexican mm-hmm. cruise. Or, yeah. And then the Mediterranean in Greece. You did do that? Yes. It was a <gasps> three day small that? cruise. When I went in high school, we went on a 24 day excursion around Europe. So that was like, no trip is going to beat that. Because it was like so really cool. affordable because it was like 50 students. And we went to Italy, France, Spain, uh, Switzerland, and then Greece. So you did go to the bougie school? <laughs> Your girl was in public school. I, I did not do any of that. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, that was an option. <laughs> what? You didn't have like summer trips? No. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> I literally went to a public school, Abby. Okay, like <laughs> we're just doing good to get good education. <laughs> And we did. Mays had great education, but we did not have trips to Europe for 24 Educa- days. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Okay, that's awesome. I'm jealous. I'm not jealous of cool. the bougie life you lived. We were on two separate sides of town, <laughs> and this is what happened. Yeah, who knew what was happening? Dang. Okay. All right. So well, I already cruise. had my dream trips, really. Like, those were amazing. That's fair. But a cruise would be fun, and mm-hmm. I really do hope a show crew ha- cruise happens. Just know we are on team Show crews happening. We are. Like 100%, I would make it happen. Yes. See? Like, sign us up. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave. And then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. 
join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When your child fights sleep, it can feel like a battle you'll never win. Imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to, where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away. Welcome to Sleep Tight Stories, a calming weekly podcast that brings bedtime stories, cuddles, and comfort to families worldwide. The stories are quirky, relatable, and spark wonder without overstimulation, so listeners can fall asleep and stay asleep. Each episode is narrated by me, Cheryl McLeod, a second grade teacher, and written by my husband, Clark, an eternal second grader at heart. Tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep. Make bedtime the sweetest part of your day. Sleep Tight Stories. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me. <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What kind of wine do we prefer in place that we like to drink it? Not a big wine drinker. Really? I like rosé. Oh, rosé's good. And rosé's wine. Just don't like uh, red. I just don't like warm Same. room temperature drinks are weird. Yeah, and red is always room te- temperature. Yes. And I also don't like red because it gives me really bad hangovers, like wine hangovers. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. If I have had red wine, it's usually if I've drank too much anyway and then ooh, disaster. Yes. The next day. Have you had blackberry wine? That's my favorite. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Like the dessert wine mm-hmm. at like Arrington. Yes. My favorite is the blackberry. So good. It's not too sweet. Like no, like, and it has like a little tartness to it. I think that helps balance it because like I like strawberry wine. I love all the dessert wines, mm-hmm. but like blackberry wine is really the one like if I have a choice, that's what I'm taking. Yes. Ooh, good pick. Yeah. And uh, like a vineyard. I don't really like, I mean, you know, I'd love to be romantic and say like, I'm going to sit on my back porch with <laughs> a glass of blackberry wine and I'm like a country song, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I'd probably be like in my sweats on the couch binge watching some superhero show and drinking my wine same if i did yes but yeah. it would be at the vineyard yeah that's like the really cool place because we do have a really cool vineyard here uh-huh. yeah it's a good one okay will the talk to chuck podcast return oh um we're gonna have to ask chuck i don't okay <laughs> he's just a very busy guy and i don't really know what happened um because he keeps saying it's going to come back but right now we are definitely on a break <laughs> And yeah, I know we've left a lot of people hanging, so that's kind of sad because I really love doing it, but it's everybody kind of went their own ways. I mean, I'm still here if he wants to, but yeah, right now, yeah, it's been it's been a hot minute since we've had an episode. Okay. And so we'll see. Okay. Have you ever auditioned for any TV scene shows? Um, American Idol twice. You in, did? When I was 15 or 16. Yes. I did it once in Kansas City and then one in Dallas. Okay, I vaguely remember us talking about this on the show. Yes. Did we? Okay. Uh-huh. And obviously you, you did not make it on not. either. No. Did you make it any further than the main round? So like the the main round is like in the stadium, right? So it's in like the Dallas Cowboys Stadium. And I remember that was the first one I, I auditioned for. That was the most overwhelming thing ever. Okay, so I got there at 530 in the morning, which was way too late. Like I was one of the last ones to get there because you go and you kind of get a wristband mm-hmm. with a number. And they're like... um, but you hang out all day. I did not audition until 5.30 at night. So I was there for 12 hours. 
and the stadium was full of everybody auditioning and you could bring like one person with you, you know, so my mom was there and they have you singing, which this was awesome. They had us singing, whoa, whoa, listen to the music. Like they had everybody in the whole stadium sing that song to do kind of like a American Idol promo. You know, and yeah. so everybody was like harmonizing and it was actually like the coolest thing ever. So you were part of a promo. Yeah, that okay. was awesome. Um, but then I got down there and what they do is they have like tables like sitting on the field. There were probably 20 tables, three judges at each. And five of us go to one table and we like step forward, say our name. We sing like 30 seconds. I did Somewhere Over the Rainbow because <laughs> Kansas. So I mm-hmm. thought like, you know, they would relate because they want you to have a story. Right. Yeah. So I was just like, I'm from Kansas and. Um, this is what I'm going to sing. And I stepped back and they were like, you and you, like, not me. <laughs> they were like, you step forward. The rest of you, I'm really sorry. You didn't make it. And then we go out there. You didn't it make like it. It's like a door. cattle call. Yeah, it really is. Dang. And what's wild is I remember there was this one lady and, um, I mean, she sounded like Whitney Houston. She like just filled the entire place from the field. Like we could all hear her and she didn't make it through. And I remember the entire stadium was booing her. And I was like, if she's not going to make it through, there's no way I'm going to make it through. Like they were booing her or they were no, booing, sorry, not booing her, Idol. but booing like the judges that she didn't make it through. Like they were like, what is happening? Dang. If someone that good isn't going to make it. So, yes, I auditioned twice for them. And I was just kind of mad because the second time um, my judges, he was eating chicken fingers. So he wasn't even paying attention. While I'm singing. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like this is my life <laughs> and you don't care. And so that was kind of a bummer. So. So no I, more since that. Mm-mm. You're like, I'm I'm good. Yeah. I mean, I probably should have tried like the voice or something. That'd be fun. I think that'd mm-hmm. be cool. But I was just like, I'm not going to do a reality TV show. Would you do the voice now? <laughs> I don't think so. I've seen people on there and they are really good. <laughs> like you really have to stand out to be on these shows. You just like really have to do some crazy things. And I just don't, I don't think I have like the range and the sound, you know, I, I don't know. Just, That's fair. It doesn't mean you're not good, though. I mean, it Thank means you. that you can still do it in another aspect. It's just yeah. the shows aren't your avenue for it to happen. Right. I mean, I guess I could just to say I did, but I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. see. Yeah, we'll see. TBD. Yes, TBD. Wait, Have didn't you, you try out for American Idol, though? N- no, it was a whole thing. I tried. I, listen, I you were going brought to. the sheets to my mom, and she's like, I'm not signing this. You're not auditioning. <laughs> so, fair. It was fair. I'm a terrible uh-huh. singer. But, I mean. <laughs> I'm really glad that Listen, like, I know people are probably like, oh, my gosh, that's so mean. And I'm like, no, because if my mom wouldn't have, it would have been so much worse for me to hear that from judges. At least my mom is somebody I know. And, like, uh, trust me, I was mad at her and I was really upset. Uh But I know her. And at the end of the day, I can look back on that now and be like, wow, she she saved me from a lot of trauma, honestly. (laughs) Because if I would have went and done that and people would have made fun of me and a whole thing happened, it would probably have been much worse. Oh, my gosh. What if they would have – I'm just kidding about this. But what if they would have put – you know how they brought some, like, really bad people That's what I'm saying. And, like, what if they would have put you as that? And then I could have had viral (laughs) videos on the internet of me singing terribly. And, like (gasps) – you know, oh. so she was looking out. You're not that bad, but I'm just saying. No, like, I don't oh think I'm gosh. that bad either. But I, like I can what I've realized is I'm really good at harmonizing with people, which is why I loved choir because and I was good in choir and I would get solos from being in there because I was really good at harmonizing. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at finding a tune by myself. But I'm harmonizing? really good with other people. And yeah. it's hard to harmonize. So that's a talent. Mm-hmm. So I can do that. I can. Do, and mm-hmm. like if I'm singing you. along to an artist, like I can match where they're singing. Uh-huh. I just can't do that by myself. Like I can't find the tune by myself. It's a very weird <laughs> yeah. like difference. No, that's, so. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, random. Are you going to record and release Hey There Hometown? I am. Yeah, I'm coming um, or like this week. I am. I'm going to his studio. Dang. Okay. Yes, and I'm so excited. And you're going to put it on all the streaming stuff? Yes. It'll be your first official song. Are you going to get like artwork and stuff made? Ooh, I, do, I haven't even thought about it. This is crazy. You got to do everything. I know I do. I do. Yep. I'm going to. Okay. That. Okay. But yeah, I'm very excited. So, so it's coming. Uh-huh. All the right. thing is, I'm meeting him at his studio at eight in the morning. So I'm a little nervous about that because my voice like, you know. It's like people like you're gonna have to wake up at like four a.m. I know in practice. Yes, like warm up my voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes, it's gonna be released. Yay! Okay, have you been practicing the guitar? Oh, so <laughs> oh, yikes! No, not really. Because okay, so I have a guitar, guitar, guitar. What? How to say that? That um, my grandpa gave me for my birthday a long time ago, and so I'm gonna take it to the store and get new strings put on it because people are saying what is it what's it called the action of the strings yeah 
Because that's my problem. This is my problem. And I know a month has gone by and I still haven't practiced. So I'm kind of freaking out a little because he only gave me six months. <laughs> but it really hurts my fingers. Like the, my fingertips. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You will get calluses on your fingers. But I don't know if I can get to that level. Because it really hurts. It feels like a I needle know. in the mm-hmm. tip of my finger. Yeah. I Because t- we talked about this. Like yeah. I took guitar lessons and I stuck with it for about a year. And I got pretty good at it. But when I tell you, like, I had calluses and my nails were always cut really short. I had calluses on my fingers and like, it was a lot to get used to. <sighs> Stressing. But yeah. So and no. I, I hate to tell you, the studio is not going to take that for an excuse. I, I know. So mm-hmm. if anybody has any quick advice, like, like, maybe fuck, you can put you... some like numbing on your fingers. Oh, who said, was it Eddie that said put super glue? I was like, oh my yeah, he did to like harden it. So that is an option. I never did that. I just kind of like went through it because my guitar teacher really suggested because you have to get used to it. Your fingers have to get used mm-hmm. to it. So like baby, like band-aiding it is going to make it worse like later on. Right. So, like I feel like a baby too and I'm complaining. And yes, I'm making You are a little bit, but it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. We're like, you You can do this. I believe in you. Thank you. I believe oh. that you can do this. So <laughs> not a good practicing <laughs> guitar update. <laughs> okay. No, don't tell anyone. Please don't. It stays on the best bits. Please. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's talk dating. I'll start with some of the easier ones. Oh my gosh, there's hard ones. What? I mean, just like, you know, (laughs) regular. Somebody asked what it's like being vegetarian on dates and if I tell them ahead of time. And most of the time, yes, I do share that ahead of time because I, I also don't like to go on a first date for dinner. I just, that, that has a lot of like requisites attached to it. Mm-hmm. So by the time the first date's over, they typically know. That's typically something I share. Also because it shows me anybody who's like a total D-bag. Sometimes they're like, ooh, you're a vegetarian. That's so weird. And I'm like, why is that weird? Because I made a life choice by myself. Yeah, they're like, uh, this isn't going to work because I love meat. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and I'm like, okay, cool. I don't, like whatever. <laughs> so yes, I do tell them that's typically a big thing. Um for whatever reason, it's a big thing. and But I'm a very cheap date. Yeah, so there's that. That's true. Mm-hmm. See? <laughs> yeah, take me to a steakhouse. I eat all sides. It's <laughs> yeah. wonderful. Oh my God. We have a great. listener who isn't sure if she's in love. So have we ever been in love? And how did we know? Oh, my. I have not been in love. I never have. And really? I, I, I want to know that question, too. I'm like, or I want to know that also. I'm like, when do you know? Like, you know, when do you know? <laughs> I don't, I haven't had my like true love, I guess you could put it, but I have been in love mm-hmm. and I know what it feels like to feel a lot of love. Even if it was chaotic and not what I anticipated, it was still a lot of love. And there were guys that I dated who I fully planned on marrying um, if it would have worked out that way. Mm-hmm. So I have... You know, and I, I think the feeling that I got with them when it happened, it was like this just knowing. Like, I was just like, no, this just makes sense. But I also had that same feeling when I was like, no, this doesn't make sense anymore. Mm-hmm. So, like, the gut feeling is so real. I think, like, it's so true when it says, like, your body knows things before you ever know them. And that was very true for me. In all of those settings. Like, oh, wow. I absolutely, like, my body was like, oh, my gosh, this feels amazing. And some of them I look back and I'm like, oh, wow, that was totally, like, the wrong kind of feeling. So I have learned, like, there is a difference in, like, feeling in love versus feeling, like, in lust and just very excited yes. about something. Yeah. Um, I think there's two of them where I was in love. And they were certain types of love. I, I believe you have a lot of different loves in your life. Uh-huh. So. I feel like it would be kind of like you care about them like more than you or sometimes like you're like, oh, my gosh, I care about this person so much and I don't want to be without them. Like, that's kind of what I would imagine. You know, you love them. Yeah. And when, it's like, like it's more of the feeling of like if something happens to them, I would be devastated. Uh-huh. Like I think about like, you know, when my dog is going to not be here anymore and I'm like, oh, my God, my heart is going to break. Mm-hmm. Like it will be devastating. I think. It's, love is similar to that or mm-hmm. I want love to be that way yes and so like I think you should wait for that and hope for that mm-hmm. if it doesn't feel that way then I think you've got bigger problems yes because if you're going to spend your life with someone you want to you want them in all ways 
Right. So maybe that like a maybe that's help. Kind of a gut. Feeling. Yeah, very much I gut. Think. Very much listen to your body. Your body will know before you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know if this is very helpful. You know, yeah. for knowing if you're in love, I think it's really complicated. That's yeah. a really hard question to answer. It really is. And without knowing, I mean, because no one else can tell you. Yeah. You have to. It is entirely you. And it is really hard to distinguish love but and lust. Like, they feel very similar. You know, you could be all about somebody and it may feel like love, but mm. it's not. Ooh, I know that yeah. is hard. You got to get, get all the green flags. Your body's got to feel good about it. And you want to make sure, like, you know, you can't possibly see your life or going through anything in life without that person. I think those are pretty stable ways to at least look at the situation. That might help. Yes. Oh, I think that's good. Yeah. But we're not. uh, Clearly, Abby and I are not experts. (laughs) Uh, No. We aren't married. We don't know. Not in any way. Or, you know, those are Mm. some single gals perspective on maybe being in love. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiments and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to catch you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on Story Button, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby Award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here... We have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. A 25-year-old asked us what we wish our 25-year-old self would have heard. Oh, dang. And I have something that comes top of mind if you need a second yeah, to think. Go. Yeah. I think for me, I wish I would have heard earlier. Like, it's definitely a lesson I've learned. I'm 29 now, about to turn 30, that I've heard maybe in the last year, year and a half. Like, it's something that I've 
I, I shouldn't say I've heard, but I've taught myself that nobody is going to look out for you. Like, yes, you have family. Yes, you have friends. You have a lot. But at the end of the day, you are all you have. And the only person that is going to through and through look out for you is you and have your back in friendships, in relationships, in work, whatever it may be. You're the only person you truly have and you can trust and believe in. So like treat that person well. You are you are so important to yourself and your own story. And I wish I would have learned that just a little bit earlier. I think it would have been beneficial to know that. I'm learning that now and it's great. But I would just it would have helped me along yeah. the way of not trusting the wrong people, if that makes sense. That's such a good one. Yeah. Mine's kind of, I guess, similar in like yourself, but just like try not to listen to the outside noise. There's going to people be people telling you what they think's best for you. And then that's when you get confused because you're like, oh, you ask your dad something. They tell you one thing. Your mom tells you one thing. You know, your brother tells you one thing. And it's like sometimes you just have to like cancel out the noise and the outside and just do what you think's best for your life and what you want to do. You know, it's not what you want to do isn't always going to look what what other people think you should be doing. Yeah. I'm trying to get it out. Um, there's always going to be someone that's like, oh, maybe that's not best for you. You should go this route. And I think you just have to like really stick to your true self and follow that. I feel like those go hand in hand pretty yeah. well. Like it's just really looking out for yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's not saying that you're not going to have incredible people in your life who are going to also do that. It's just saying that like everybody, especially as you get older, has their own lives to live. And you are the only one that has to live this life. Mm -hmm. So, like, keep fighting for that life that you have to live. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Also, don't sweat the small things. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, I, you know, mm -hmm. it's just not worth it. If I always think this. If you're not going to remember it in, like, five years or ten years, it's just why are you stressing about it so much? Oh, yes. I was just talking to my mom about this. I was like, if something isn't so, – so it's like if in five years you're not going to worry about it, you can only spend five seconds worried about it. Lo yes. Love it. So like you, you give yourself your five seconds to get out your anger, your worry, whatever, and then you let it go. Because in five years, are you really going to care? If it's something that you will, then cool. Hold uh -huh. on to that and deal with that. But like most things, nah. Yes. Like just say you make a small mistake at work. I will think about it for two days, you know, like because I'm a perfectionist. That's just how it is. So if I mess up on Ooh, something, same. Yeah, it's gonna, yeah. yes, you're just going to keep thinking about it. And that doesn't do anything. What does that do to beat yourself up? Like no. you just learn from it and move on. Like, I'm not going to remember that in five years. Yep. So why did I just focus two days on this? Exactly. Some so, great life lessons. Yes. Hey, we did that one good. We, we may did. not know love very we well, did. but we do know our 25-year-old selves very well. Yes, we do. I think about this stuff all the time. <laughs> we, yes, we do. Okay. Do you have any age limits in dating? So I would say that's a hard one for me because I was always like, I like older guys. I just was like, I'm like, I think as all women should, because, yes. you know, they mature a little bit slower, right? <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> and they just like, they have their life together. They know what they want. You know, they're very confident in themselves and what they want out of life. So I always thought that. But then when you think about it, you're like, okay, I'm going to have kids. And if they're like way, so like way older than you, it's going to be, <laughs> they're just going to be a lot older and it's going to be hard for them to, I don't know, if they're 10 years older than you. Think mm -hmm. about it. When I'm, 60, they're 70. And yeah. I'm like, I need you to keep up with me because I'm very energetic and love to do stuff. So I would say mine is probably, I'm 32 now. So probably 38, 38. Okay. I would I say. Th I think mine's similar. I really wouldn't go younger. I'd go same age. Yes. It'd be like at current moment, 29 to 35. Oh, 35. Okay. Yeah. And so I think that's I'm not going to say never that I want to date younger or older. There's, if I meet the right person, age is what it is. But if I'm specifically looking and, like, I'm on my dating app, that's the age range. Yeah. It's not very high. What is that one that's, like, you cut it in half and add seven or something? Do you know what that is? Oh, yeah. There's, like, like, a number theory yes. that, like, that's the perfect age or something to, I, I for you to date. I don't know. Genuinely, I don't know that there is a perfect age. Yeah. I just know that. I've, I have dated younger and it's never gone well. So, like, I've just based off my experiences. Same. <laughs> you know? That's not yes. what we're all trying to do in life, just going right. off our experiences. Right. We're our trying lived to experiences. Yes. We're trying to learn or live and learn or Isn't live that the, an age old saying, God, man. I can't even talk. <laughs> <laughs> live and learn. Okay. So, uh, I'm going to ask you <laughs> if you would like to speak on it <laughs> because the question of the 
you know, day. Let's put it that way. Question of the day. (laughs) Do you have a lover boy that you talked about in Hey There Hometown? (laughs) (laughs) That line did come up. Um, I am talking to someone. I don't really want to share many details. I'm trying to just kind of keep things a little private because like I said, the outside noise, this is like the perfect example. Once you talk about things, then it's like free reign for anyone to just bring anything up. And I'm like, I just don't really want like outside advice or anything on it right now. So yeah, I'm talking to someone, but okay, I may update, you know, eventually, but I'm just going to keep things how they are. Hey, as you should, you do you <laughs> until like you're ready. Like, you know, I learned that the hard way, especially talking about things on the show. Like we, we saw it transpire at, you know, the listeners have been involved in my life for a long time now, especially like my very transformative twenties Yeah. Um, where I was in a serious relationship and I posted about it all the time where I was in a serious relationship and I never posted him. I've had the two extremes and I will tell you, it is easier to make your own decisions in the relationship when people aren't involved on social media. Mm-hmm. So like, I think going forward for me, I have learned that I will not share on social media until I am like, I'm going to marry this person. Wow, You know yeah. what I mean? Uh-huh. Because like at that point, nobody's going to deter me. It, it is what it is. I've made my decision and we are happy and life is great. Yes. But if I have not gotten there and I have a lot of questions or if I'm still working through it and I'm still understanding what dating is and what, you know, not what dating <laughs> is, but what does it mean to us? What's happening? Are we the right people for each other? It's hard. That's already hard enough as it is, let alone to have other people being like, no, don't do this. Do that. You know. Yes. So I totally get it. Okay, good. So and like and what's crazy to me is like Eddie and Lunchbox, like they don't share anything about their significant other, you know? Yeah, exactly. So and you don't have to forever. Right. Exactly. Forever. Forever and ever. Okay, well, we'll leave it on this one because we've already gone longer than I intended. But oh, you know shoot. what? We crushed it for these questions, so it's fine. <laughs> what is a day like for us after work? A day, okay. Like our daily routines. Okay, I leave, I go get coffee immediately. I drink that and then I have lunch. Some days I go to the gym. I've been really tired lately, so I've been taking naps, which I never used to do. <laughs> like I'm turning into lunchbox, it is insane. Sometimes they've been three to four hour naps. And I'm like, I don't have time for this. And then I usually start working again at like four or five until, oh man, two or three hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just kind of chill watch TV and work more because <laughs> we like what people don't realize is we're like prepping the night before for the next morning. Yeah. You work know? doesn't so, stop when the show ends. Right. So a lot of it is, and then I do stuff for like the podcast network, Bobby's and like Bobby cast and social media for that. So like I'm doing that outside of work a lot too. So I'm always on my phone. Mm. So my eyes hurt. <laughs> I feel that. I, feel I don't think as pain. much as you, but yes. <laughs> I feel your pain. Okay. So daily tr- and when you recharge, how do you like to recharge? Right. Well, the gym when I do, but it's probably just watching TV or going for a walk. I love going out for a walk with my music and not even looking at my phone. Like that's probably my favorite, like a hike mm, out yeah. in nature. Love it. Well, nature. Uh, yes. What is it called? Uh, forest bathing? Yes. That's what <laughs> I have never called it that. You know. But yes, it is. Okay. That's what I do. I like what it. What do you do? Well, so my daily routine, I get done with work and I almost immediately go work out because if I go home or if I'm home too long, I typically won't go. Mm -hmm. So I hit the gym right after we get done with the stuff in studio. And then after that, I will go back home. I will run some errands if I need to do them or um, catch up on stuff around the house if I need to do that. And then I will slowly start to work again. I kind of like work it. I I typically work for at least like five hours in the evening. So I kind of like sometimes I do really good and I get it all done at once. Mm -hmm. Other time it like blends in with all the things I need to do around the house. And it's like (laughs) I work a little bit here and then I do that and I work a little bit here. So it's kind of a mix. And when it's nice out, I'll walk Remy. That's a big part of of something that I like to do every day. But it's been way too hot lately. So I know it has been rough. So hot. (laughs) And then for recharging, I like to, I said that weird, for recharging, I don't, recharging. listen, I, I quit. Um, I, I really, I'm the same. I love to go on hikes, but I like to be alone and I like to binge watch movies. Like mm-hmm. I will just get lost in movies for days if somebody let me. 
I would just watch them all and be like, okay, what's next? <laughs> I did that the other weekend, and I was, like, literally watching every sci-fi movie I could find. I was like, that looks good. Even if it was terrible, I was like, yeah, I'll watch it. That's so funny. Yeah. Just went on a straight binge. Yes. So Well, it's, like, mindless. You just sit there, and you don't have to think of anything, and you're in a different world, kind of. Yes. You know? But if I've been alone too much, then I need to recharge with people because my social battery will be like, oh, yo, girl, you need to get out. Uh-huh. And I will. I think that's my problem. Like on the when the weekend comes, like we were talking about, I just don't want to do anything. And people are like, do you want to go out? And I'm like, not really. I love my house right now, my couch. Mm-hmm. So it is like a balance that you have You to. need to. Like every time I do it, I'm always like, oh, that felt really good. Yes. So if I have the perfect balance, I will go out to dinner with some girlfriends and I'll work out. And then I'll come home and I'll spend the whole rest of the evening just binge watching movies. <laughs> that's like the perfect <laughs> that's recharge. perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that yeah. sounds like a good day. See? For sure. We get it. We yes. get it. That's the we same. Do. That's why we try and hang out. It's just no, you know. <laughs> well, we don't because we're we like, like our couches. Yeah, <laughs> that's, the, that's the problem. Yes. <laughs> I love my couch. <laughs> okay. Well, that is it for all our questions this weekend. Oh, those weren't too bad. Okay. No. You did great. I was expecting. You were interrogated, but it was great. Yes. It was a good interrogation, I guess. <laughs> I've never heard of such thing, but I will I'm take either. it that I am a great interrogator. Yeah, thank you. All right, y'all, be sure to check out part one this weekend. Abby and I talked about a whole lot more other things. We caught up and we talked about more meltdowns we've had and the last time our intrusive thoughts won. So just yes, oh my. Be sure to check out part one as well. Thanks for hanging out with us for the best bits weekend. Bye, y'all. Bobby Bones. The Bobby Bones Show. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.